This is Captivated Minds. I'm Jake. I'm Stan. This is our Movie Mayhem series, and we're still talking about alien-related movies, and now we're talking about The World's End. One of my favorites. This is a good one. One of my favorites. Yeah. I, like... Do you consider this a cult classic again? Yes. I do, too. Honestly, I want to say the trilogy. Yeah, the Coronado trilogy. Yeah, Coronado trilogy, as it is, is a cult classic. Yeah. The only movie we haven't talked about in that trilogy, Hot Fuzz. Right, because we're going to be... Later, we'll talk about Shaun of the Dead in October. That's right. October thing. Yeah. Yeah, Hot Fuzz is something we We haven't touched on. We probably will. At at some some point. point. Yeah. But yeah, it's... I love... The first time I, I saw this one, it was like a hidden gem. I'm like, okay, I've never, you know, I've never seen this. And then I watch it. I'm like, this is fucking great. Those three guys, Simon, Nick, and Edgar, and Edgar are do great. just so good together. Like, I'm so glad they met. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they've given us some. They, they did a, a TV show before they did movies called Space. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. It's a British TV show. And they have basically all three guys basically doing it oh no shit i yeah. have to watch it yeah i think it was on i don't know if it's on streaming it might be on netflix or something but i'll yeah. have to look for it yeah but no i have not i've not seen it yeah it's uh yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> the opening scene before we even see the credits we begin we hear a playful tune being played uh telling us the audience the overall fun and upbeat tone we're about to get into from the credits, we can hear one of our main characters do voiceover, and we know it's June 1990. We can see all five of our main characters as kids, and we see their own style already. Each character gets their own little brief moment, and it showcases their personality. We even get the setting up of the small town where these five characters grew up. Their goal was to complete the Golden Mile. It was 12 pubs along a stretch, all going from one pub to another, an ultimate pub crawl. We see a montage of each of these uh, as the group, as they go to each pub, and at the end of this 12 pub crawl is the world's end. We see the epic one night through the events of uh, one night from one character. It seems epic. We actually start seeing Gary King talking in the therapy session. I kind of wished we had some sort of i would do it like pub if thing. i if i drank i would like because the, the best thing about it is it's a walking thing yes right? they have to walk no, no driving no driving no, that's fine and which they, is perfect and they're at a hotel so right so like you're not driving you're walking the entire time so you can bar hop yeah that's beautiful but 12 in, in our little town our, our towns yeah they're so spaced out we can do it even what the nearest one? What Littleton? You couldn't do it. No, I don't think so. How many bars in Littleton? Um, you consider? I would consider Applebee's a ninety-nine. Okay, a so bar the, because they have. Th- a that's bar. right. So one, two, three, eight. Yeah, nine. There's, there's nine. Ooh, wait, so wait, it's wait. close. Ten. Ten. Oh, it could be twelve. Do you consider? Oh my god, it could be twelve. If you did all of Littleton from one end. To the other. We could do 12. It's 12. Shit. Could be 12. Shit. Yes. that That's kind of neat if we did Littleton. Yeah. That's including every Chinese food place, though. Which is fine. Yeah. Just get a beer at each one. Yeah. 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 Just get a beer at each Because the whole premise was you you were getting a pint at that's each, each one, one, right? That's right. Yeah. So you'd get a pint, move Go on, the next, get a pint, right. move on. on. Yeah. Right. Get food at some of them. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
uh, disclaimer, all the information we have is directly from IMDb because it's a great source of information and it helps us with our movie mayhem episodes. Thank you, IMDb. <laughs> Here's our fun facts section. Uh, when Sam joins the boys at the old familiar, everyone stands to greet her except for Gary. This alludes to the their medieval names. King, Knightley, Page, Chamberlain, Prince were all in everyone were all where everyone in the king's court would rise to greet a visitor except for the king himself. <laughs> That's kind of neat. That's neat. Uh, the bartenders of the first two bars are, by complete coincidence, real-life uh, cousins uh, Teddy Kemper and Matt Kemper, who no shit. haven't even seen each other in years until they were reunited during the audition. That's cool. That's so cool. Oh, my God. Like, Can you look imagine? at that. Bringing families together. together. Yeah, That's at the world's cool. end. That is cool. Felicity, Andy's assistant from the start of the film, is named after a young woman from Stockport called Fliss, who tragically passed away. She was a massive Simon Pegg fan and had sent her uh, signed pictures. He had sent her signed pictures at the re- request of her dad when she was ill. That's really nice. That's really nice. Yeah. In every pub, the emblem of the network, five vertical lines, longest in the middle, can be seen at the beer taps. I didn't notice no, that. No, I didn't. I did not know that gonna, either. You gotta go back rewatch. Uh, I'm gonna have to rewatch it. The poster for the King's Head Pub is features uh, features Simon Pegg as a king in the painted portrait. That's kind of yeah. Neat. That's cool. Uh, at the conclusion of the Coronado trilogy, the characters are seen eating eating. Uh, eating uh, peppermint with chocolate chip ice cream while the Coronado green uh, wrapper represent what represents according to Edgar Wright green represents science fiction and est- uh, fantasy elements while the main motif for the f- was main motif for the film for Wright's other films Shaun of the Dead used red for strawberry symbolizing blood and zombies while the second part Hot Fuzz was blue and vanilla symbolizing the police that makes so sense. each thing yeah that makes sense now that makes so much sense. It's, but see, I like how, I like how they called it a trilogy. It is a trilogy because neither none of the movies, none of the movies are sequels to one another. No, they're all separate. But, but it's still a trilogy. That's right. All the parking lots in Newton Haven um, are populated with Vaxel emperors in different colors, foreshadowing the underlying uniformity that is affecting the town. Also, the actual amphitheater is a plug-in electric car, which is another reference to the robots. Ah. That's kind of neat. The poster for The Mermaid features three mermaids, two blondes and a redhead in the middle. (laughs) A reference to the marmalade sandwich. Yep. Yep. Uh, When Gary gets to the hole in the wall, Stephen drives a car through the pub, leaving a large hole in the wall. Yep. That's kind of neat. Somewhat uh, unusually for comedic duo when uh, generally actors tend to reprise the role of straight man and a funny man each movie of the Coronado features a different dynamic between these two characters Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in Shaun of the Dead Pegg plays an average slubby guy and Frost an irresponsible man child in Hot Fuzz Pegg plays the uptight professional and Frost is the slubby guy yep the world's end Pegg plays the irresponsible one and Frost is the straight guy that yeah, so, so they, they they played it off. They see which off. One, yeah, which ones worked better. The fruit machine in the King's Head has the same tone as the fruit machines that are featured in uh, Shaun of the Dead and in Hot Fuzz. Makes sense. Yep. 
The girl sitting next to Gary in the opening scene therapy is played by Nicole Cunningham, who had been uh, who had previously appeared in Shaun of the Dead as Bloody Mary, the the zombie girl who shows who shows up in Ed oh, and Shaun's garden. I didn't even put two together. Neither did I. In a, in addition, Nicola Cunningham, uh, Peter Scarver, whatever, whatever, sorry, was also seen in Shaun of the Dead as Shaun's roommate, Pete. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Pete. When the gang enters the beehive after fleeing the mermaid, the book, uh, yeah, the book the guy Shepherd is reading is uh, the dystopian classic Brave New World. They mention Sam and Stephen were in a production of Cabernet. A few moments later, Gary greets them, greets Sam with the words, oh, welcome in, review, welcome, with the title known from the song from Cabernet. <laughs> Rosamund Pike almost didn't get the part as she was pregnant. She was when she was film when filming had begun. Eventually, she was rescheduled for all the scenes she was in. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. but it's nice that they could reschedule Schedule and not yeah. have to like reuse it, pick someone else, yeah, or, or do, yeah, or have her not be in the film at all. Yeah. Right. Young Oliver was wore a prosthetic nose to create a closer likeness to Martin Freeman. Oh no, shit. That's kind of neat. The film progresses through three increasingly larger negative formats. The opening flashback footage is standard 16 millimeter. From then up to the robots, it's super 35, and then uh, four uh, per uh, four peripheral, four Panavision anamorphic until the ending scenes, and then it's uh, back to super five, super 35. So they use three different types of film stock when making the film. Super 35 and 16 millimeter to kind of give you the old timey, the modern look, basically. Which, which is which is nice. Me, it, it separates yeah. the uh, what you would think aliens being futuristic. That's right. So you have the past, old timey look of the 90s, 90s and England. Yeah. Because England is old timey looking, anyways. Yeah. To this, where the aliens come in, type of. It's thing. sleek. It's yeah. modern. In each film of the Coronado trilogy, a main action scene is in a pub. Shit. Oh, my God, it is. Yep. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yep. During the filming of the apocalypse scene, several residents in Dorkley Sure uh, rang up the fire brigade because they thought the nearby Box Hill was on fire. <laughs> Nick Frost's character works for Beckingham Davis Knightley, L.B. Law Firm. Beckingham is Simon Pegg's father's surname. Davis is Nick Frost's mother's maiden name. Oh. That's kind of neat. That's kind of neat. I honestly thought it was David Beckham. Yeah, I thought thought that's what it was going with. The majority of the film was shot in Lentworth Garden City with some extra filming taking place in Wayland Garden, Sydney, Hedgeford. Uh, with many of the local pubs being used as the tavern, the three magnets, the actual pub in the world's end is an actual pub called the Gardener's Arms, located in Garden City. I didn't know that. No. The eighth pub, The Mermaid, is actually a cinema. Oh, no shit. See, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Uh, Young Gary was about one and a half inches uh, taller than Simon Pegg. To make both actors the same height, uh, Peg wore lifts and issues. Oh no! Oh no! Shit! Yeah. Oh, poor Peg. Yeah. No. I thought they. I thought they would use apple boxes. Like if you ever see some people, they're taller sometimes. Yeah. Uh, 
This is the second film in the unofficial trilogy to include a former James Bond. Basically, uh, include Pierce Brosnan and Rosamund Pike both appeared and died another day. Yeah. Uh, the film completes with Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, referred to as the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy. Again. Yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it it is a thing. I'm like I said before. I'm glad they they call it a trilogy without being a, a trilogy, a true trilogy. That's right. Where it's not, it's the same characters bouncing back and forth. It's just the same guys. It's just yeah. the same guys acting in different movies That's together. Right. So here's the actors. We have uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, uh, Andy Lightly. Mar- uh, yeah, sorry, uh, Rosamund Pike, Martin Freeman. It's really the big ones. Yeah. Oh, um, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan and then um, David Bradley. Da- David Bradley is in so many. Like he's always like the the creepy old guy, like the, in all movies. I like where he's like I'm the creepy conspiracy theorist in this one. I believe in Hot Fuzz, he's the one with all the guns. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah, I like, think so. Yeah. Oh, I found him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what he is. So the budget was only twenty million dollars. That's not a lot if you think about it's it. Not a lot, no. I think a lot of it would have gone to special effects. Yeah, I would say so. Opening weekend, $26 million. So it at least covered the budget, which yeah. is good. Opening weekend, uh, so sorry, that was gross. That was gross. Gross yeah. U.S. was 26 Opening weekend, it was kind of a dud. Yeah. Yeah, wicked. Only $8 million. $8 million. Gross worldwide, $46 million. So it made money later on. Yeah. So, where was it filmed? In various parts of England. Um, yeah. Just various. See, I mean, that's, again, it's, to me, it's not just because it's, um, it's one of those, like, oh, we have to. Yeah. It's, it just makes more realistic when you're filming in the town, towns that's that, right. that you're trying to produce. They like, basically turn. It's all over UK. UK, but they turn like these small places into these actual bars. Right. To, and the way they cut it, you know, the transitions and stuff, it all seems so seamless. You just don't even know. I mean, look at all this. All UK. It's all UK, yeah. Okay, here, here's the top one for you. Year it came out, 2013. We have uh, World's End up against This Is The End, uh, Evil Dead, Carrie, Wolf of Wall Street. That's another good year. It's another good That's year. That's another good year. Yeah. So okay, you're gonna you're going to the movies 2013. You got World's End against Carrie, the new remake of Carrie. I'm seeing World's End. I, I'm seeing World's End yeah. too. I'll go with the yeah. Yeah. World's End. This is the end. I'm going World's End. Really? I'm going World's End, and the reason for that is because I'm I was such a fan of the other two. Yeah. That. It's like I have to watch yeah. this one, Wolf even Wolf. though I love this is the end. I, I love this is the end. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf. So that's a hard one. I like that's Wolf a, of Wall Street. Wolf Wall Street is fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, I guess it would be what I'm in the mood for because Wolf of Wall Street does have comedic vibes in it, but it's two and a half hours long. Right, where like this one's very comical, a little shorter. Like it would yeah. have to be what I'm in the mood for. Yeah, Evil Dead or World's End. I, I might go Evil Dead. I might go Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. I like right. that remake of Evil Dead. I, yeah. Yes. So uh, w- the director's name is Edgar Wright, and we're going to start from the bottom of his, his career Edgar. and go to the top. Edgar. Uh, Dead Wright, which is a short. A fistful of fingers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the fuck? 
Mash and Peas, which is another TV show we did. <laughs> Asylum? Sorry, Finn. Just it's full of fingers. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, he did a lot of TV series. Lot, yeah, British TV show. I'm sorry. Uh, it, Bill Bailey. Uh, Alexi Salis, uh, Sally's. Yeah. Uh, Mary go Mary go round. Yeah, and he did what six it, episodes? Uh, I didn't know he he did a lot of TV in the nineties. Yeah, which makes sense. It it just doesn't seem like okay when you look at those guys. Yeah, they, they start start out somewhere. Though. They don't seem like they're much older than us. No, they got to start somewhere. You know though. what I mean? Yeah. Like to me, I was young here. Yeah. They don't seem much older. than I think us. they're about ten years older. They have to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, French and Saunders. Uh, murder most uh, horrid. Sir Bernard's stately homes. Uh, then we got the blue tones. Uh, keep the house fires burning, spaced. which is a TV short. Video, yeah, short. Uh, spaced, which is a TV show we did. Uh, Mint Royal Blue Song. Sean of the Dead. Yeah, the man who would be Sean. So that must have been a. Something maybe a short that went with Shaun of the Dead, right? Funky Pete, uh, Straight Eight, Fun Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, Grindhouse, Fake Trailer Segment. Don't I don't know if you remember those. So in the Grindhouse movies, the one that was directed by Robert, uh, sorry, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino, they had three directors that each made three fake movie trailers in the middle of those movies. Yes, Eli Roth, Edgar Wright, and there was one more. He did don't. Okay. All right. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. World's uh, end. Uh, then it's uh, Pharrell, Pharrell, Pharrell Williams. I think that must be a music video. Yeah, that must be a music video. Baby Driver. I really liked. Uh, yeah. Beck. Colors. Music video again. The Sparks Brothers, which is the documentary coming out soon. Uh, Last Night in Soho. Which you which still have to see. I have still to, have to see. see the trailer. And then The Running Man, which is the Stephen King novel. The Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger remake. No shit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So he's got Last Night in Soho and The Running Man coming out, and both. I know the Last Night in Soho looks really good. I, I think it's I need be to good. See, right. I need to see it. But uh, yeah, I, when was the first time you saw this? When it came out. I think like, I saw I don't it in theater. Think, I, don't I think, think I saw I, it in theater. I don't think I saw this in theater. Like, I know. I don't, I own honestly, it. I don't think I saw any of them in theater, which I'm kind of disappointed in. Yeah. Because I wish i did yeah i think i saw this one in theater i didn't see the other two yeah uh, here are our top 10 scenes scene number 10 we see peter uh uh peter we see uh greet uh, gary uh peter is working for his father and he is married with two kids gary is trying to convince peter to do the world's end Gary goes to meet Stephen. He convinces him to, to go and do the world's end. Each person Gary approaches is a little bit more reluctant than the last to do the world's end. Stephen seems a little bit more uptight and mad at Gary than Peter. Uh, through these snippets, we can tell that their live uh, a little bit about their lives and how Gary is a hurricane from the past. Gary goes to Oliver, and Oliver is in the middle of trying to sell his house to a couple. Gary goes to Andy last to convince him uh, that all the other guys say that Andy won't go. Andy is the sober one, and he has not drank in 16 years. Andy is the only one who won't go. Gary's mom died, and that's the reason why he wants to go back and be with old friends. Now, the whole thing is, like, they're like, hey, we're not young anymore. 
Like, yeah. they have families, wives. Jobs. He's the only one that is, like, this free bird, right? He's free to do what he <laughs> wants. But that's, that's the whole thing. And they're all sitting there trying to tell him, hey, like, we can't be doing this. We have responsibilities. We have that. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's what so-and-so said. Yeah. He knew, they, we all know you're yeah. not going to go. And it, he just pressures. You see the the pressure. That He's he, adding on to them, That too. he adds on to them. And they finally give in. That's right. Which is it's freaking great. Scene number nine. All four of them arrive at the train station and they see Gary pull up in his POS car. The car is from 1989 and he tells the boys that he basically had to replace everything on it. Gary begins to blast music in the car trying to lighten the mood as all these guys are reluctant to go, but they still do. All these guys catch up a little and they can clearly see Gary playing video games. All the guys have changed, but Gary still seems to be good old Gary. Gary gets pulled over and uses Pete's name and address. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's still registered in your name. What? <laughs> I moved four times. Yeah, I had to change it four times. Like, that's just a little, those gags. So good. But, yeah, you, you, see, you see how he has not grown up at all oh, no he has just stayed a kid and all i think the, he like peaked at 18 and right, that was it that yeah. was it and all these other guys are just they're questioning it because they're like they're all talking they all have jobs they all have families what is he doing but you can also notice that they're kind of boring they are so like he's the fun one he's the fun one but they've now all, they've all settled down and yeah. they've all got boring yeah they got very boring very dull and you can almost see it in the, like the way it's filmed. Like, if you think about it, the guys that are, are like straight arrows, right? Yeah, they're wearing a lot of like suits, plain colors. Yeah, where he's more like outgoing dressed. You can see that in the style. That's right. Or you can see uh, when one of the guys has the paper. Yes, and he's hiding from his wife and kids. And he's just <laughs> hiding behind the paper. Yeah. Scene number eight, the boys arrive in town as Gary gives them the speech to the innkeeper about them trying to do, hit the golden mile. The innkeeper doesn't really say much back to Gary. Gary grabs a pub. Uh, Gary doesn't grab. They try to grab a pub guide, but Gary still has the pub guide that they had from the beginning, from the first time. One of the guys pulls a pub map, and Gary whips out the original map that they first attempted. The group of men walk into town, yet no one smiles at them or even says anything. It's a little weird. They reach the first bar, and the first bar is empty, nearly dead. And they reach the first post. The first beer is still... Uh, they try its crown and glory. Five beers, one water. And he is the only one not drinking. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's, but it's... I, I like when I they kinda, do the pour. The thing is, I kind of, it's kind of nice. Like, he's doing the journey with them. Yeah. Not drinking because nope. he hasn't touched a drink. Yeah. yeah. But it's just nice that he still wants, all right, I'll give in. I'll I'll do it. I'll play your game yeah. type of thing. It's also his character arc, if you think about the end. Yes. So it's a reverse. <laughs> it's a reverse. Yeah. Scene number seven, they reach the second bar. And it seems to be like the first bar. Gary opens up about his mom dying. The guys uh, talk a little bit about one of the guy's sisters and how two of them liked her. They meet Sam at the bar. Sam runs the rest of the room. Gary tries to have fun uh, with her in the disabled stall again, but is uh, turned down. We can clearly see that Gary, uh, that Sam does not like Gary 
but kind of just puts up with him because uh, he's a friend of her brother's. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty much what it is. You know, you always have that guy. You always have that one. Like I grew up with one of those guys where like, okay, he's, he's just in her friend group because we kind of like the sister. Yeah. And the sister kind of just deals with, like, our sisters would just deal with the kid because he's friends with us. Like, it was, it was it weird. Was always weird. weird. Yeah. Scene number six. The group of guys head to the next bar. As they do so, they see a giant metal piece of art in the center of town. They don't think anything of it. As they walk right past it, they find an older man who used to talk about conspiracy and aliens. He drinks a drink that has been sitting. Uh, that has been sitting. He downs the booze, and they head to the next pub. They talk about a marmalade sandwich, two blondes, and a redhead. They find three women who might be the same, but are all grown up. They say it's kind of nice to talk about old time. A guy approaches them while they're uh, all talking. Peter knows that the guy that came up to them was Peter's bully from a kid. Andy calls out Gary for his BS. Gary is clearly caught in the past, and he won't confront anything. The rest of the guys can, uh, rest of guys call it an early night. Gary gets up to go to the bathroom and his cell phone goes off and it's his mom calling. Gary uh, talks to a fella in the bathroom, in the bathroom, but this guy doesn't really speak at all. Gary is attacked by this guy in the bathroom and the guy, uh, they basically have at it, and he uh, shoots off his head and blue blood shoots everywhere all the guys really is something weird is going on the guys are all attacked by a group of these i don't know things they don't know what they are yet all the phone lines and cell phone lines go down uh andy starts doing shots see it's you see it increase because as they're it escalates really quick. as they're going you can tell like something's it's not off. right with the yeah. town yeah as they're going 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 and then all of a sudden, this happens, and you're just as shocked as the guy is. As Gary, you're, you're like, "What the hell? What the hell just happened? Like, what is going? What is going on?" But then Jennifer and Andy just sit down and start doing shots. I like when they hit the dryer and they're like, eh. "Yeah, yeah." So it's like I love I love this little incline. Yeah, it's uh, a slow escalation. It's a slow escalation, but and you're not really into it until like the third bar. Yeah, so you think it's like a buddy comedy, and then you're like, wait, what the hell's going on? It's and almost like you're watching The Hangover. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a it's a buddy movie. That's right. And then it's like, it goes south. It's it like goes very south. Now you're like, is Alien. it a sci-fi movie? movie? Yeah. <laughs> Scene number five, they head to the next bar knowing that something is going on in town. The people in town don't think anything yet. But as they watch these guys, the town folks see a bit stranger than normal. They are they're at the next bar and they they head to the next bar. They down uh, the beers and go to the next one. They uh, Gary tells the guys that he is going to see Reverend Green, who is a guy that provided uh, Green to them when they were kids. Uh, Reverend Green tells Gary and Andy it's about uh, that Reverend Green says it, they aren't robots because robots means slaves and they aren't slaves. Uh, Reverend Green gets a call at the bar. The town is now watching this group of guys closely. They reach the next bar, and the, the, the bartender repeats everything Gary had said earlier, but it's slightly creepier. The guys are more drunk now at this point. 
They see Sam at the bar again. Gary pulls Sam to the toilets and tells Sam about the robot aliens. Sam is attacked by the creepy twins. Uh, Gary shows Sam he is telling the truth. Gary downs another pint as they head, uh, head to bar eight. But see, this is the other thing. Like, all this shit's happening, but he's so determined yeah. to finish the route. That's right. Like, hey... Like, there's robot aliens, but we're going to drink at every, every one bar. of these bars. That's right. Like, we're doing it. And that's what's hilarious about this. He's very persistent. Because, he, like, okay, I understand, like, you're trying to get this done, but shit's going down. South. It's going south. Scene number four. The town is fully watching everything they do. The group enters a nightclub. Stephen is taken by Basil and, and uh, is told that everything started in the events in 1990. The guy, these guys notice the marmalade sandwich as the ladies approach Gary. Basil tells Stephen that the town has been taken over slowly. These alien creatures are more friendly than people. These things can replicate DNA and even make new people better than before. Sam is shown her high school crush, and the group uh, head out. Yeah, head out. Uh, Oliver tells them that they should uh, they should stay at the nightclub. The town folk approach them. Oliver tells Gary that the 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 night is right to continue on. I like how they try to like seduce them with like the marmalade sandwich, and like one guy gets the blonde, one guy gets another blonde, and yeah. one guy gets the redhead. But it's but again, it's the whole continuation of the thing. Like yeah, it's, it's a big know, joke. You yeah. know what? It's safe. We can just keep going. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. Scene number three, Oliver walks them to the next bar. They all walk to the next bar, and they meet Mr. Shepard at the next bar waiting for them. Mr. Shepard tells them that these beings aren't robots, so it's the second time we've heard this. Oliver and Mr. Shepard seem to be close. Andy grips a chair and knocks off Oliver's head instantly. The town and all the people in the town go after these gang of guys. As Andy is full-on rampage mode now, which is just hilarious, Gary downs a drink as the bar fight breaks out. They are all fighting as oh, they are all fighting these guys as Gary get can't get a drink. Like every time there's fighting, he has the drink in his hand <laughs> and they'll be fighting and the drink spills a little and there'll be more fighting and the drink spills a little and by the end of the fight, he doesn't have a drink no, and it's just hilarious. It's so good. They all have to escape the bar. Yeah, and it's like, I, li- I like the little like you. We know he needs a drink at this bar, but right. he can't just like, like get he's it. Trying just to, in the sip, and, and that's it. Yeah, he's trying so hard, and it's just not happening. No, it's not happening at all. Scene number two: Sam and Gary manage to get out of the bar. Sam tells Gary that she uh, kind of grew out of his type of guy a long time ago. Sam drives out of town as Gary stays to help the rest of the gang. Gary makes it to the smoke shack. These guys all question Gary. And they all see the scars to make sure that they're real. Gary shows his wound off to the group. And Gary smashes his head into the wall. They all know that that's Gary. These guys still are all, still are on the pub crawl. <laughs> right. Peter is pulled uh, in by his old bully. Peter smashes the thing's head in. And a group of them surround her. And Peter becomes one of them. Dun, dun, dun. Scene number one, Andy knocks out Gary. As two of them carry Gary carry Gary to the car, uh, the giant robot begins to look for all of them. They have to go into the 10th bar to get to the car. 
they turn around and Gary's having a drink. Gary has one more drink as before they escape. Gary tosses the keys to Andy as Gary runs for the last two pubs. A swarm of these things are now after Gary as he makes it to the 11th bar. Andy is trailing behind him. Andy fights off these things as Gary manages to get a pint from this bar. Gary leaps out the window as Steven is pulled in by the swarm. Gary makes it to the world's end as Andy's right behind him. Andy fights off the marmalade sandwich to get to Gary. See, it's... the Because it's such a big joke yeah. about finishing it... And the marmalade sandwich. It just... And the marmalade sandwich. It just makes it so much funnier. It, it does. does. It's, it's like... Because now you're... You're rooting for him. Yeah, because he's got to get the entire time. It's like get the last pint. Right, that's get right. It. That's right. Out of all these scenes, which one do you like the most? Yeah, I. To me, it's it's kind of my favorite, but it's also like one of those oh shit moments. It's when like you realize there's aliens. Yeah, like, me too. When, when he's in the bar, when he's in the bathroom, when he's in the bathroom and he's attacked. Yes. Yeah. Like that's when you know like shit. Oh, it's going south. Right. Yeah. That's one of my because it's so shocking. Because you don't know what it is the first you're the like, first time you watch it, you're like, right. wait, what's what the hell? Because you you also know it's an Edgar Wright movie because you know in all of his movies they go sideways some at some point at some point. So it's like now this is how it's going sideways. You're like, this is cool. So here's some questions we had while watching it. Is it really possible to hit twelve bars in a single night without getting sick or stopping? I think it is. If you pace yourself. If you pace yourself. Like if you went bar to bar to bar to bar, there's no way. I think if you as long as you like if you start at a decent time. Yeah. Let's say dinner time. Okay. Six, seven. Yeah. And you're getting a pint and you're getting something to eat. At every place? Yeah. Nothing like too big. Yeah. But just something, Something, right? Yeah. You're also walking. So you're gonna walk off. You're eating, walking, and drinking a pint. I think you could do Do it. Do it. But the thing is, they stop eating, and they're really just drinking. Drinking, yeah. And you're moving fast. They're moving from, after, I think, what, bar five or six? I think it's, yeah, I think it's five Five or or six. six. They stop eating altogether. Right, and they're just hustling to get to the next one. Yeah. So that's where it's going to. And Andy does shots. Right. And that's when it's going to kick your ass. Yeah. Uh, How long has Gary been in therapy? It seems like a while. A long time. Uh, How did... How does Gary know where all these guys work after all these years? Yeah, because he seems like he's the the black sheep of the group. Like, they don't tell him anything, like where they are or anything like that. No, but yeah, he knows everything. But yet he finds them. So it's almost like he's He's kept tabs on them the entire time. He's an alien. He's an outsider. Outsider, yeah. Yeah. Uh, How much work did it really cost to fix the beast? Like three or four grand, I would say. Yeah, I would say. How could Gary register his car in Peter's name over and over yet still not get caught? I wonder if it's just an England thing. Yeah. I wonder if, like, there's something very lenient about that. Yeah. They, you could just do it. How does Sam meet them at the bar so fast? Yeah. It seemed pretty quick, doesn't it? It did. How, uh, how far away was she? It seems like she right. was right down the road or something. Like she, exactly. Like she yeah. was, like, next door or That's something. That's right. Is Gary a drunk, or is he really trying to connect to his past one last time? I think he's just trying to connect to his past. It's almost then like... why was he in therapy? It's... I think the whole thing is he's trying... His fear is getting old. Yeah. Like, and he's trying to hold on to his youth. 
which makes sense. So that's why he's in therapy because it's it's one of those like you need you need to give it up. I thought he was an alcoholic at first. See, I kind of thought that as well, but because that makes sense why he's so persistent to have a drink. Right. It it would make sense if he was an alcoholic, but I think it's all about him not giving up his youth. Yeah. Like he just where you when you see his friends and you see how they are in life and how they're acting and stuff, that's what it seems like. He's just way stuck in the past and his therapist wants him to grow up. Yeah. And his friends want him to grow up, but he's like, No, I wanna stay young forever. That's right. And you kinda see that at the beginning and at the yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, evil redheaded twins. Did Edgar Wright take this from The Shining? Yes. Yes. I think so. Yeah. I think he did. I have to. He'd have to. Uh, how does Andy know Oliver's a robot? Yeah. He seemed too uppity. He seemed too uppity when uppity, he was a robot. Yeah. Right. If it's on basic cable with commercials, is it worth a watch? I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd say so I'd too. Watch it. You could start it about twenty minutes in, and still they're not quite at the bars yet. You, you, you could, could still yeah. get the gist of what yeah. the movie is. Yeah. What streaming service do you think it would be on? I haven't seen it. I didn't see I it on, seen a, it on, on any. any of them. No. Maybe HBO. I could see an HBO thing. Or Amazon. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite part of the movie? Oh Jesus! Honestly, the writing. Yeah. The writing of the movie, like, they're writing because it's th- good. It's usually a team effort. Yeah. I mean, Edgar Edgar's like the main writer. Yeah. Usually, but I believe Simon and Nick also ha- are, get writing credit sometimes. Yeah. The writing of these films, and I'm saying the films because all three all, of them, they're yeah. all great. But this is phenomenal. I like, like the uh, the shot choices because you can transition from one house, like the moving yes. shots. It's like it's so smooth. And the way it's shot, the cinematography, and it's just mm-hmm. so Edgar Wright that you know right. it's just his style. That's what he does. Like even when they're pouring the beers, you get beer, 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 water, beer, yeah. beer, beer, <laughs> water. water. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like there's these little camera motifs that you see he, throughout the movie. So like these films, what it reminds me of is like it's the comedic version of like an M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Where. Like it starts out one way and then it just turns sideways. But it still has those beer, beer right. like yes. those those mo- those motifs, those, camera exactly. motifs. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I like about them because it's these guys just know what they're doing. That's and right. I hopefully they will make more. Make more. Yeah. What was something you didn't like? Oh. I think they could have used more Pierce Brosnan. They could have. Yeah, yeah. Just a little more. They could have. Just a little more. I, th- I think he was only what, in there for five minutes. What I think they should have done was, because they're good at this, like, add more British actors. Well, they had a lot in there, though. But, I mean, add a couple more. Just, I don't even care if they say anything. Like, maybe a bartender. Just is, a cameo? Is a cameo. Like, yeah. Like, it's someone, like, Daniel Craig. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, he's the bartender. Yeah. And, like, slides a drink to him or something. That'd be kind of neat. Like, add some stuff like that. Just make it more... More of those, like, oh, my God, he's in it. Yeah. Oh, my God, he's there. Yep, that makes or, sense. Or, like, maybe a random alien is... So- someone. Someone. Yeah. Just someone neat. Would Other you, than that, it's not... There's nothing really, really to, to pick, pick about, on. no. Uh, would you pay 40 to watch it once? I would. So, like, if, it's, I, if it's a premiere I, service and you're, you see it on premiere service, you're paying $40. I think I would. I yeah. would, too. With, I for I this would. one, yeah. Yeah. What would be an ideal way to watch it? 
I would not have mind seeing this in theaters. The, I think I, I swear I saw this yeah, in theater, but I, I just, would not mind. I mean, yeah. doing it at home is great. It's fine too. But a because, nice big screen TV because I could have a couple of pints while I'm watching yeah. this. But yeah, like I wish I would have saw it. In oh, theaters. here you go. Here's a challenge for you: have a pint every time they go to a different bar. Ooh, could do that. I think yeah. a pint sixteen ounces. Yeah. And my fridge is full of those. It's fine. So watch the, watch the <laughs> watch, movie. Watch the movie. Every every, how, every time they get how... to a different bar, you down a pint. <laughs> yeah, just down it. Yeah, just down just it. Just chug it down? Yeah. Oh. Challenge. That's a challenge. Yeah, there you go. I know we... what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our uh, oh shit moments. Getting all the boys to do the Golden Mile. Uh, UK's first roundabout. <laughs> yes. I thought yes. that was just funny. That was so yeah. funny. The marmalade sandwich. Uh, Gary taking things, uh, yeah, taking things to the top, like, things going south in the bathroom, basically. Uh, taking out the red-headed twins. Yep. They aren't robots. They aren't robots. Okay. Who had the best performance? I like Simon. I like Simon Pegg, too. Yeah. I would would put Simon at the top. Yep. I really would. Second, Nick Frost. Nick Frost. Yep. They, those two together. They can, they bounce off really well. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, it. You could almost. You could tell they've been friends for, for years. a long time. Yeah. So I mean, that helps them. That helps them be friends in movies because their chemistry is really good. Even though like, they're playing total opposites of each other in the movies, they still just connect so. It well. It worked really well. So here we're at the ending. Gary and Andy have made it to the world's end. They're the last two left. Gary gets a pint, but Andy stops it. Andy stops, and Gary has to. Gary has it. They're the last two humans left in this town. Gary and Andy have a heartfelt con- conversation, and Andy's life is not as good as it appears to be. Andy is fighting for his marriage and his kid. Gary tells Andy the gold miles all he has left. We know that Gary was once in a hospital for some sort of problem. We're just not sure what. Gary uh, didn't have a good life either, and by doing this golden mile, he can have some sort of happiness. Gary touches a knob on the bar, and uh, they are taken down. Gary and Andy are taken down to a sub-level under the bar. The entire town is now under the bar. These beings want to enable everyone, every human's full potential. These alien beings tell Gary that they can make him young again and he can retain all of his memories. Gary rejects this offer and he rejects the network. Gary tells this big lamp thing to fuck off. Andy uh, Andy speaks up for the human race. Uh, The network tells Andy and Gary that the human race are fuck-ups. Steven is alive and now all three of them, all three drunk men are speaking for humanity Basil's still alive, and there are three people in the town. The people who are aren't dead, basically, who are dead, basically, their bodies turned to mulch. These three tell the network to screw off. The network won't argue with Gary King. The human race has beat the network. The three men, the three of them, are able to escape from the world's end. Last second, Sam came back for the guys. She drives off with them in the car as the entire town explodes in a single burst of energy. The four of them watch as they witness the end of the world. Andy tells the story to the group of people. All the technology in the world is gone. 
the blanks all woke up and they're looking for guidance. We see the boys again as blanks and we see Gary King leading them into a fight. Gary asks for water as he's clearly changed. It's the ending is so awesome. Yeah. It's so great because like they get into the bar and you could tell that they're blanks and they're like, we don't serve their kind here. And it's like, you have that like Western type of yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted a sequel. I kind of did too. Yeah, right. Just to see life afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I kind of did too because it was really good. Reboots or remakes? No, you don't have to. No, like, leave, no. leave this alone. No, like yeah, you're right. Sequ- like you said, sequel, sequel would have been cool. Maybe sequel. Right. Yeah. Uh, watch by pass. Watch and buy. Watch and buy too. Right. Yeah, I it, agree with you. Honestly, don't pass. Buy all three. Oh buy, yeah. Buy the I, I'm pretty trilogy. sure I have all three. I do too. Yeah. So, thank you all for listening. Um, if you do like what you hear, follow us on Facebook, Captivated Minds. On Instagram, at Minds Captivated. Email us, CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. We have a P.O. box, and our Instagrams are listed in the show notes. If you also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and let us know how we're doing with the review. Any review we do, we'll love to hear from you. Yeah, and if you have a movie idea or something for a main topic, please let us know. Thank you. Thank you.